Is it officially time to be worried about Travis Kelsey? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also uh, read her work at Pro Football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. And as always, it's a Panic Meter Monday here in the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Uh, let's start, Kate, with Travis Kelsey, who big game for the Chiefs. They had to win to make sure they won the division. And Travis Kelsey goes three for 16 on four targets, basically non-existent. Um, are you officially starting to worry about Travis Kelsey? I am. I mean, this production isn't just bad, Marcus. It is like historically bad for Travis Kelsey's career. He has had 13 games of seven or fewer fantasy points dating back to 2018. Four of them have come this season. Three of them have occurred in the last three weeks. That's half BPR yeah. scoring. You do have to be concerned. Now, here's the thing, Marcus. I don't think Travis Kelsey is fully healthy. I do not think that this is some Taylor Swift conspiracy, although, you know, maybe uh, he's realigned some of his priorities now that he's found the love of his life. I'm not saying you have to go upset Swifties. Swifties are brutal. Just Swifties, you, know. uh, you mean me. I am a Swiftie, My but I'm also a, a Kelsey, and I, I want to see him succeed on the football field. I don't think he's fully healthy. But here's the thing. He's not getting any younger. And you're already starting to see this offense gravitate toward Rashi Rice as their primary pass catcher. I want to know what what do we think a Travis Kelsey who is fully healthy actually looks like in 2024 and beyond? Is this a moment where you sell high? Because the asking price for Travis Kelsey is still top tight end assets like you you draft him as a top tight end you you have to trade top assets top draft picks if you want to trade for him what are we assuming the floor or in the ceiling looks like for Travis Kelsey in 2024 I think that's the measuring stick that we need to be checking you measuring against that's yeah, what we should uh, be measuring against I don't know this one's really tough because I could see this playing out in several different ways. Like, okay, let, let's run through some scenarios. What if the Chiefs get bounced in round one of the playoffs? Do we think that Travis Kelsey's going to hang him up and be done? Because I, I kind of don't. But if the Chiefs were to make it to the Super Bowl and would win another Super Bowl, I, I, I could see Travis Kelsey retiring. He's already talked about considering retirement and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I also wonder, like, how is his how is his game going to age if he decides to play a little bit longer? And I think you're starting to see the dynasty community throw their hands up a little bit when it comes to Travis Kelsey's value, because going into the month of December, 
he was being drafted as tight end three behind Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkins. Okay. Here's some recent trades from Dynasty League Football, all within the last week for Travis Kelsey. A 2025 second round pick and third round pick. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Travis Kelsey and Jerome Ford for Keenan Allen and George Kittle. Uh, uh, neither of those are uh, particularly appealing, but yep. interesting so, to see the price. Here's one from three weeks ago. And again, you just mentioned, here's the stats over the last three weeks. Uh, five for 28, five for 44, three for 16. So this is before that dry spell. Travis Kelsey for Dalton Kincaid. I'd rather have Dalton Kincaid going forward. I yep, think you would as well. Like, and then Travis Kelsey for Drake London. That one's that one's tough because um, of the Arthur Smith effect. But I don't know how I feel about I, Travis Kelsey right now. I do I, think the 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 notion that I'm I'm deciding upon is that I do think it's time to move on from Travis Kelsey, uh, but. I also, I need to figure out the asking price. That's the question. I, I, have, I have no idea. I, I I just, after watching him play this year and knowing his age and all the stuff that he wants to do off the field, I kind of would put it at like 50-50 that he retires after the year. So if you're, if you're Dynasty Leagues, you're still able to trade after your season is over, you know, like trade during the playoffs. I, I know a second round pick feels pretty cheap i probably yeah. wouldn't do it for a second round pick just because if kelsey does come back for another year that's way more valuable but anything more than that i'm i'm at least i'm sitting down and having a conversation with myself uh about this move i think that's fair it's a sad state of affairs marcus uh really quickly before before we move on just as we stand going into week 18, I'm going to read you all the tight ends that are going to be drafted that are being drafted inside the top 10. You tell me how many you would have over Travis Kelsey. You just, you, you say stop when, uh, when you think you insert Kelsey, okay. Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Kincaid, Trey McBride, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Jake stop. Burgess. Yeah. Okay. So after before Kyle Pitts. Yes. Okay, I agree with you. I, I, as much as I love Kyle Pitts, I just don't know if it's ever happening. I, I don't know if it's ever happening either. But now we, we've got reports that we might not actually have uh, the Falcons moving on from Arthur Smith for God knows what reason. Um, yeah, those, those reports are enough to scare me into a Kelsey tear break right there. So frustrating. Uh, Travis Kelsey, one of the weirdest dynasty assets out there right now because. You would think if he does play next year, we're going to rank him as a top three tight end all season long, but there's also a very good chance that he could retire or walk away after the season. So we shall see. Uh, Kate, let's talk about somebody on my favorite team, Tony Pollard, who may be the biggest bust in redraft leaks on players. Maybe. Just, well, I'm saying for guys that didn't get injured. Like if you spent a high pick on yeah. Joe Burrow or something like that, like, yeah, There's no maybe about it, baby. It's Tony Pollard. Okay, let's let's dive into Tony Pollard's dynasty value next. 
This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've ever had playing DFS because there's so many different players and so many different stat projections to choose from. It's absolutely incredible. Plus, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming channel. Okay, let's talk about Tony Pollard, who I I, I gotta admit, I I was completely wrong about Tony Pollard this year. I thought he was gonna have a huge year. I thought he was, as the workhorse back in Dallas, I thought he was gonna put up monster numbers. He's gotten all the work, has not been effective against the Lions. 16 carries for 49 yards, no touchdowns. He got three targets in the passing game, one catch for zero yards. Okay, this is bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. And to be fair, the Detroit Lions actually have a, a very stout rushing defense, but 17 rush attempts. Yeah, you you wanted something a little bit little bit better than that. Um, ironically, uh, this game yielded his highest missed force tackle rate of the entire season. Um, all of that efficiency, at least he, at least he had a, a couple of missed force tackles, which uh, to this point have been kind of absent from his game, but yeah, average 3.3 yards per carry in this outing. And Marcus, like it just, I, I think the, the biggest tell for Tony Pollard is just that he looks different playing football. He, he looks yeah. less explosive. Um, so I think this is really a, a kind of telling moment because he's about to hit free agency and, and Marcus, I don't know that he's done enough to, yield a a high-end contract i think he was kind of hoping with that franchise tag that that would be a moment to bet on yourself but it hasn't come to fruition so not only do you have a running back who you know at least for the time being he is you know in a, a situation where he's starting but the future is very much uncertain here for tony pollard as he is you know presumably hitting into free agency 26 years old looks like he's kind of lost that element of explosion. So realistically, where do you think, where do you see Tony Pollard one year from now? Because I have a hard time believing that he's going to yield top running back money in this market. And if he doesn't, is he just going to fall down the pecking order and like, 
It's not what great. Does that mean? No, I, it's not great at all. Kate, I have, I've, I've got no idea what Tony Pollard's market looks like. I, I can't imagine the Cowboys would even consider franchise tagging him again, uh, which they did last year. I don't know if they should have done it last year, but like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to assume he's back on Dallas, but I'm going to assume that they bring somebody else in to share some of this work because he, last year, which was this is what's so frustrating in 16 games last year, he had a thousand yards on 45 fewer touches. He had four more rushing touchdowns. He had three more receiving touchdowns. He was a much better runner and a much better receiver as a backup. Now you give him all this additional work and he just doesn't look the same. Uh, averaging 4.0 yards per carry this year. This one sucks. This, this one's really hard. Yeah, just not not as tough. Not generating as many yards after contact either, which like, Again, that element of explosion just hasn't felt as as fruitful here for Tony Pollard. Now, interesting that you say, obviously, I'm going to trust you because you are the resident Cowboys expert. But I'm actually fascinated to hear that you could expect him back with the Dallas Cowboys next year. Mm. But again, I don't know that that's a good thing for his no. dynasty value because there's no way that the Cowboys could look at what they got out of Tony Pollard, especially considering how fruitful the offense has been and say, you know what? We're satisfied with that. I, I think this is probably uh, if he returns to the Dallas Cowboys, I have to imagine that it is a, a, you cheap know, deal. relegated to a backup role, a cheap deal where he can be once again, that, that I agree the side piece rather than the main element. Okay, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Cowboys do here because I, I'm going to, I think they're going, going to bring him back, as I mentioned. But I do think they're going to draft somebody. And they really like Rico Dowdle. They, they drafted Deuce Vaughn. Um, they've got this fullback, Hunter Lipke, that they like. But I, I envision them going out and drafting somebody pretty early, like second or third round. And I envision them maybe looking into the free agent market because you look at some of the running backs that are going to be available – Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, maybe even Nick Chubb. We'll see. I, I I just wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys are aggressive going out and trying to find a running back to either pair with Tony Pollard or to eventually replace him. So his current value right now in Dynasty Leagues is RB16, and I have no interest in paying that price at all. None. No, it's, it's more of a question of like what is the upside, especially with that pricing. And – with that range, right? Like you're still paying, uh, you know, RB, RB2 pricing for Tony Pollard. You know, I, in that range, I'm typically looking for a shot at upside, a shot at a guy who maybe has a chance to either take over a backfield or is in a, a, you know, outstanding situation that, that could yield him an RB1 performance, right? That's the kind of upside that I usually chase in that RB2 range. And I don't see Tony Pollard holding that. And, and so especially right now, if I have Tony Pollard, I'll look to move on. It, like it, as soon as my trading window maybe opens back up, if you are, are in a league that has a trade deadline, as soon as that trading deadline opens back up, I'm going to try to sell Tony Pollard for mm -hmm. what I can get for him. Now, there is a chance, I'm just going to put this out there, there's a chance that we get to the postseason and maybe Pollard has a really good game in the first two rounds of the playoffs and starts to look like this explosive player that we saw 
uh, from last year, but the Cowboys are also really tight up against the cap, which I'm going to keep, keep mentioning. They have Dak Prescott, whose contract expires after next year. CeeDee Lamb, who's going to be playing on the fifth-year option uh, after or excuse, in 2024. Micah Parsons, eligible for a contract extension. Um, they also, Digizua, their star defensive tackle, eligible for a contract extension. They're going to be pinching pennies just to get by. And if they feel like, hey, we don't have to pay Tony Pollard $7 million. We can let him hit free agency. And we're going to just draft somebody instead. I worry about his value even more because Dallas is the one spot where you know he was going to get 18 to 20 touches every week. If he goes to hmm, pick your team, let's say the Rams, who have always been really weird with running backs, they pay him $7 million to pair him with Kyron Williams. All of a sudden – you completely see his his value fall off. So I, if possible, I think I'm going to try to trade Tony Pollard this offseason as soon as I can. Especially if he has one of those boom games here uh, yes. in, in the Dallas postseason. That could be your prime opportunity. Absolutely. And I, we know how people cover the Cowboys. We know that the Cowboys players get a lot of attention. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Again, we mentioned that RB16 price tag going into the month of December – he has a big game in round one against the Rams. All of a sudden, maybe he's back to being a top 12 dynasty running back, but I just don't trust him long-term at all. Okay, let's talk about the most interesting name on our Panic Meter Monday list, and that's Chris Olave, who had a, a fine season and another fine game on Sunday, but let's, let's talk about his long-term prospects next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays that you can find some bets in the new Explore tab. Or make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the easiest way to find popular par parlays. You can also bet on the futures market. Like, I love the Steelers to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to win against the Ravens. I think they're going to get some help this week as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, closing out our Panic Meter Monday, I want to talk about Chris Olave, who, <laughs> you look at the stats, 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, uh, got 150-something targets again this year. Uh, had a fine day against Tampa Bay in, in Week 17. Uh, I've got the numbers right here. It was three for 26. It's whatever. Uh, well, what are your long-term thoughts on Olave? The question about Chris Olave is not whether or not he is a good wide receiver. It's not whether or not he has volume or yardage. It's that he hasn't had those boom weeks that I think you would expect based on a, the, the volume, the, the, the quality of his play. It just doesn't feel like we have yet hit that ceiling for him in terms of fantasy scoring. Like there's some sort of mismatch here. For that reason, I think I'm I'm okay holding Pat because a I believe in the talent. I'm not as panicked as as I think you might be on Chris Olave, and I think yeah. it's solely because of the fact that okay, so the the talent we're witnessing on the field 
the quality of play that we are witnessing on the field, even the the stats outside of like maybe the touchdown column, all of these these marks, I'm still impressed with that. I I do think that there has to be some sort of reckoning between his fantasy production and the quality of his play, right? And the talent, yeah. like those yeah. he, he, those three he, aspects, have to come to a head. He's so talented, but my my issue with this Saints team is. I just don't know if Derek Carr is the guy that's going to be able to get him, have have him have these boom weeks. Uh, okay, it's some numbers for you. So he has four 100-yard games this season. In those four 100-yard games, zero touchdowns. In the four games that he's scored a touchdown, he's gone over 50 yards with a touchdown once. So, like, you're, you're just getting, even in the games where he's performing well, you're getting, like, 13 to 14 PPR points. And for a guy that's being drafted as wide receiver nine, like that's like wide receiver three numbers. And you're going to look at the, the end of the year numbers and it's a thousand yards and whatever, but he's not actually helping you win anything. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right now. The interesting thing for Chris Olave, like you look at the usage in the red zone leads the team by a significant margin in terms of red, red zone targets. But once you get into the end zone, which are these very high value targets here in that offense, which I think this might be the the reason for some of the like disappointments. Uh, Chris Olave, 10 end zone targets. You know who has the second most targets in the end zone for this New Orleans Saints offense? Taysom Michael, Hill. Michael Thomas. <laughs> oh, Michael... that guy. I forgot about him. Exactly. So like, it, Michael Thomas has three fewer red zone targets than Chris Olave on the year. And, and he hasn't even been playing. So like, you know, you, you look at the, the sort of disparity there. Michael Thomas has played four fewer games than Chris Olave this year only has three fewer red zone targets. And he have Rashid Shahid six red zone or end zone targets in the, I think the biggest sort of, thing working out of his favor is the fact that yeah this team once they get into the red zone in into the end zone this is a team that kind of spreads the ball out and that and Taysom Hill gets every single touch yeah Taysom Hill's a a pain in the booty which we could save him for another show Marcus but I can we have a show the most annoying fantasy players because Taysom Hill is one of them I think I definitely think that would be a really fun show uh the the players that just make you roll your eyes because they they always seem to do something at the most inconvenient times and, yes. and have those that helps nobody moment. Derek but Carr. Derek Carr, yeah, like it, I, I think all of the talent, Marcus, all of the opportunity, he does like he's gotten elite target share, Marcus, like yep. 129 yep. targets over 14 games. That's an elite target share. Um, I think all of these things do need to come to a head at some point to the fact like it's kind of like uh, using air yards as a, a, you know, potential way of finding sleepers, right? Because yeah. you're like, well, so at some point, these air yards have to become realized and then we're going to have the boom week. That's kind of how I feel like uh, with Chris Olave. And maybe that's a weird metaphor. I hope everybody yeah. followed along with that. Uh, re- really quickly before we go, I- I'm just going to. I'm going to read you some of the names that are being drafted behind Chris Lave. Again, this is a little bit older ADP. It's going into the month of December, but I want your thoughts. Brandon Ayuk. Chris Lave. I'd have rather have Ayuk. Devontae Smith. Chris Lave. 
I'd rather have Chris Olave. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Chris Olave. DK Metcalf. Mm, I'll take DK Metcalf. I would as well. Jordan Addison. Chris Olave. I agree. Puka. Oh, um, okay. That you stopped me. That's Puka for me. Yeah, I think it's Puka. Uh, but uh, whew, that's. I got, I got one more for. Actually, I got two more for you. Zay Flowers. Uh, it, definitely Chris Olave. DJ Moore. Chris Olave. I'd rather DJ Moore. See, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely less panicked on Chris Olave yeah. than you are. Which Marcus, I... that, that means you better start shelling out any of your your Chris Olave shares. What would you be willing to to sell him for in your dynasty leagues right this moment? A top fourteen receiver. I, I, maybe I'm scarred because I have Olave in almost every single one of my dynasty leagues. He was one of my main trade targets this year. I've got his jersey hanging up in my basement right now. And it's just like <laughs> I'm watching these games and the talent's undeniable. But it's just like I don't love the role. They're not feeding him in the red zone. So there's just no red zone touches. Um, and I just don't love this Saints outlook long term. So I, I, I'm, I'm a little spooked, to be honest with you. You're spooked, but... I am not. So trade me all of your Chris Olave and let's call it a day. Perfect. Uh, All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Uh, As always, you can go check out our show on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Go uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you right back here tomorrow. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.